This is EntreEd Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurial educators by entrepreneurial educators. We are your hosts, Toy Hirschman and Amber Ravenscroft. This podcast is created by the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, or EntreEd for short. Welcome, everybody, to EntreEd Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurship education. We are beyond excited this morning to have Sarah Robinson with us. Sarah is 12 years old and she's in the sixth grade. She attends Bremen Middle School in Bremen, Georgia and is the youngest of four children. She started sewing gifts for friends when she was just seven. Her company, Sarah Sews, produces handmade items including aprons, fabric party banners, and sleep masks. In addition to sewing, she does much of the design work and new product development. Outside of school and the business, Sarah enjoys painting, crafts, baking, travel, Netflix, and time with friends and family. So welcome, Sarah. We're so excited to have you here. We love to hear from student and entrepreneurs and young entrepreneurs. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you. So cool. So Sarah, um, just to get started, I I gave everybody a little bit of an overview about your business, but I'm really curious as to what inspired you to start your own business. So it started off when my friend had a birthday party and we didn't have anything to give her. So I asked mom if we could make something for her American Girl doll because we were really into those that year. Since I was only seven and I wanted to help too, Mom thought it would be a smart idea to make a pillowcase dress because it was really easy. Um, So we gave it to her, and she loved it, and everybody else wanted one. So Mom thought uh, maybe we could sell them on Facebook, and everybody loved them. Someone asked if we could make one for uh, their daughter or their granddaughter, um, and we said yes. So we started making those, and then it was going really great. Uh, We started to sell on Etsy, too, because Etsy's a – a handmade shop too. Then someone asked if we could make an apron for their granddaughter. So we started making those and everybody really liked those more than the dresses. So we just decided to ditch the dresses and just start selling the aprons. Then we got accepted into Amazon Handmade and then uh, we started selling fabric banners too. Good Lord. (laughs) Amber. How old are you? That is so incredible. That was like a snowball effect for you. Yeah. Now, can you can you really quickly tell me what a pillowcase dress is? Because you say it's easy, but I guarantee you, I could not do it in a million years. Yeah. I, what is a pillow? Yes. It's pretty much just a rectangle of fabric that has a head hole and armholes. And it's, I bet I couldn't make it. <laughs> it's got ribbon on the top to tie so it won't fall off. Oh, Wow. Yeah. I love that you started with American Girl. That seems like such a, I feel like oftentimes when we talk to entrepreneurs, they just have started with some, like something they were really interested in. And then it did what you said, Toy, that snowball effect. So I know you talked about this really briefly, but like, what were your first steps you took when starting your business? Was it the face? Did you create like your own page on Facebook or how did you do that? Mom already had a Facebook page. So we decided just to start selling them just because like mom has a lot of friends who has daughters my age. We started selling them and then we wanted to make more products with uh, like aprons and stuff. Like we decided uh, what to make and then like where to sell because Facebook was working well, but like we knew that like Etsy and Amazon were great too because a lot of people shop on those. So we started selling on Etsy too. And then we started like packaging 
because packaging is really important because we don't want our apron falling out or getting scratched or ruined. And then like the banking, because like uh, mom's bank wouldn't let anybody under 16 have a checking account. So we had to go to another bank in our area because we needed a checking account for the business. And uh, another important thing was like how much to charge because we didn't want to, um, we wanted to make money, but like we didn't want to like overprice them or underprice them. Yeah. So how did you, how did you like get through the process of, I'm really interested in the pricing piece because I think that's really important. A lot of young entrepreneurs don't think about that, that right. They're just like, Oh, I'm going to sell it, but you want to make money. So how long did that take you to decide on a price? Well, a lot of people had already started selling like stuff similar on Etsy. So we just looked at their price range and then we thought about like how much it actually costs to make like an apron or a party banner and it only costs like $2 to make an apron. And so we charge like $29. So we make quite a lot. Look at that. Yeah. Well, you have all your time, your time invested too. And that's, that's worth a lot of money as well. I'm so impressed because you are 12 (laughs) that you, you knew that already, but you have, do you understand that the things that you're talking about is, I mean, the sewing thing is blowing my mind. As somebody that has that kind of talent at your age, that's phenomenal. But the fact that you have gone through not only that process, but you've learned things that most high school kids don't learn. Like just figuring out, okay, it costs this and I have to sell it for this and here's my profit margin. And just, and figuring out how to do the business side of things on Etsy and Amazon and even in Facebook. I mean, you understand, honey, that is so incredible. Most adults don't know a lot of those principles. And so you're, you are in such a good position, you, you know, no matter what you end up doing, growing your business or, or changing it or whatever you end up doing, you are in such a good position to start your life after college, after school. I mean, just incredible. I'm so impressed. I'm double that age and I couldn't tell you how to do it. And I'm a lot more than double and I couldn't either. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I'll tell you what the multiplication factor is. (laughs) Um, So I know, Sarah, you already kind of talked about this, but I think we want to, for other young entrepreneurs that might be listening, what were some major challenges you had to overcome? I know we talked about the bank account, which is huge. And I think if you're in the banking industry, you should be aware of that, that there are young entrepreneurs who want to start a business. So make that more accessible. But what were some other challenges that you faced as a young entrepreneur? Um, okay. So like when we started and to be honest, like we had no idea what we were doing. So we just had like wing it most of the time. Uh, <laughs> and like mom had to start following people on on Facebook and watching YouTube videos, understand what we were doing because we didn't want to like mess up on something and and go to jail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Let's not do that. (laughs) Those things are tough. I love that you just said we had no idea and we just decided to wing it because that's what a lot of really, really successful entrepreneurs say. And at the time, that's what you feel like. I have no clue. I'm just winging it. But that's really the essence of being a successful entrepreneur is not knowing really what to do, but keep keeping on going despite of it and saying, okay, let's try this and let's try this. And it's a, it's a series of these little experiments that you do to, to find your successful point. So that's, that's a big, that's a big part of being an entrepreneur. Something that I'm not sure if you're aware, well, I'm going to get your opinion on this. 
So let's say that you sat in a classroom and you didn't have your own business, but your classroom teacher was, was attempting to just sit there and maybe give you some, you know, tell you a little bit about businesses and maybe give you some worksheets on, you know, how to set up a budget and all of those kinds of things. Would that have been a classroom experience? Would that have been as valuable as what you've done on your own? Um, probably not, just because most of my teachers just don't understand how a business works, even though they're, you know, they're a teacher. So I feel like the worksheets that they would potentially give out, they're just like from another teacher that may, maybe not understand. I've had this from personal experience. Whenever we're talking about like entrepreneurs or banking or something, they always like bring me up. They always ask if I can talk about it. So, I mean, because I'm really the closest thing they've got. So that's so powerful what you just said. We, we meet with teachers all the time and try to get them to bring, you know, not everyone can do what you're doing, but at least bring a little bit of more of that experience part of the learning into it. And, and that's so true because teachers don't generally say, I, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur. I understand entrepreneurship, but hearing from like, that's amazing that they have you in the classroom as a resource to explain what it means. Because I don't think a lot of kids, they, I don't think they have really have a clear understanding of what it is to start and run a business. You know, they, they don't think of like the, the, the good parts. They think of all of these good parts, but they don't think of some of the challenges that are sort of beneath the surface that you've had to deal with and persevere through. But that's just, that's incredible. That's exactly what we're trying to do to help teachers understand more of the real world entrepreneurship and how different it is from what a, a book might say or what a worksheet might say as well. I love that they bring you up to the front of the class to talk. I think that's really powerful. Is that, was that scary at first or have you always been like a really good public speaker because you're great right now? Was that scary? Um, well, when we first start, when I first started talking about it, it was kind of difficult just because we didn't know what we were doing. So, I mean, we didn't know if it was right what I was telling everybody, but now since we were licensed and stuff and we know what we're doing, it's kind of fun and cool to talk about it. So can you tell me, like, what, what does it, for everyone who's listening, what does it mean that you're licensed now? Like, what does that mean? Um, that means that, like, we pay taxes. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, so I know that you've had a lot of support through the process. Is there anybody that you'd like to mention that, were, that mentored you or helped you while you were growing your business? My mom. Let's talk about your mom. So how, so she's been there from the beginning, right? Okay. And what kind of supports, like, I know she helped you with the store, but what kind of supports has she helped you with as you grow as like a person in this business? She mostly helps a lot with the business because I don't really have a lot of free time. Well, I mean, now I do since school's almost over, but like normally I don't have that much time since I've got extracurricular activities. So she spends most of her time sewing and uh, working out and doing the taxes and stuff, which is awesome because I don't know how to do this. She helps with the operations of the business. Yeah. And it's super good to have a team. Did your mom teach you how to, how to sew or did you learn part of it on your own? How did you learn how to do that, especially at seven? So she let me do the, the sewing machine. So she started off super simple, just like me pulling the fabric to get it stitched and her uh, pushing the uh, pedal. And then um, I wanted to get more independent and start practicing with like scraps of fabric. 
So I just started like pushing very slowly or turning the handle. And then like now I'm super fast so I can like push the pedal down like almost all the way. So you were interested in sewing from from the get-go then and what you could make. That's really, that's really creative. That's wonderful. You are going to be the Startup Squad's recognized young female entrepreneur. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the process of, of becoming recognized by the Startup Squad? So when we first started, Brian Weisfeld had uh, contacted mom through email, but mom thought he was just another one of those sketchy people who messaged us. So she deleted the email. And then uh, someone from Junority who already interviewed us had told mom that he was, you know, like a legit guy. So uh, we looked at the rules of the contest because we only had like five days left because we got in there super late. So we read all the rules and um, we shot everything in like two or three hours because we were on a time crunch and we watched like all of the other videos because we wanted to know what we were up against. That way we could make a good video. Then after we made the video, we asked everybody to vote, which was another thing that my teachers helped with because everybody voted every day because you could vote like twice a day or something. They voted and then when I made it to the top five, it was really awesome but uh, we, it was 100% of the voting. So we got everybody else to vote again, and then we voted every day. So I love that you you wanted to make sure that this guy wasn't a sketchy guy. That's a really smart thing to learn about the internet and <laughs> people contacting you. Very, very good on your mother for that. Um, that's funny, and I hope we don't cut that part out because he will love, Brian will love that part. <laughs> we're, keep it, we're keeping that. He's our, he was our podcast right before this one. <laughs> gonna, it's gonna be great. So you, um, you had your school voting, did your school, and you said your school watched the other videos as well and voted? So when we watched all the videos, there were really, really good ones. So we really wanted to like not mimic it, but like do something similar because it was super good. And that's what the uh, people had to vote on was the video. So we needed a good one or else we wouldn't have a chance to win. Mom had written me a script. I had to read it while uh, doing all this stuff and I was kind of sick that day, so we had to do like 20 takes, and by the end, I was just like over it, so I was just like rushing through it, trying to get it done, but I mean, the last take was pretty good, so we went with that one. Good. Sister edited it, so it looks really good now. Awesome. After we get off this interview, I'd love if you guys could share that with us. We'd like to share it if that's okay. That's fine, yeah. People underestimate how long it takes to make a video. How long did the video end up being time-wise? Was it like um, two minutes? Well, it had to be under a minute, so I think it's either 58 or 59 seconds. That's so fast. Yeah. Goodness. Well, congrats. That's awesome, and we're really excited. Um, we know that book just came out, The Startup Squad, and we're, we're, it, we're thrilled that we get to interview the recognized young female entrepreneur. I think that's a huge accomplishment, especially being as young as you are. That's awesome. So we're really, we're really proud of you. Um, and we're really excited that we get to help share your story too. So I want to really quickly, where do you want Sarah Sos to go? Like, what do you pl- see your plans for the future, both yourself personally and as the business grows? What are your plans for the future? We don't really have any plans. I don't think we had plans from the start. It was just supposed to be like a summer thing. Well, one of my plans was to be on a podcast, so I can check that off. So, Yay! <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't think we have any plans. I think it's just in the foreseeable future. So we'll see where it goes. 
I love that. I, I like that answer better than if you would have told me you had a plan for 10 years out. <laughs> I think I do. I like that a lot better. So thanks. It's such a great experience. And I hope that your that your business continues to thrive and grow in the direction that you hope it goes in. But this just the experience by itself is just incredible. You're an incredible young woman, and it's just really nice to see somebody your age that's that's doing something, that's following a passion and making something happen out of it. So we have uh, a lot of hopefully kids, but uh, we have a lot of parents and educators that listen to this podcast. And so what would be your advice to other young students that might be interested in starting their own business? To, uh, to ask for help, because we had to ask for a lot of help. Thanks, YouTube. Um, so um, also, go big or go home. And like, don't be afraid to try new things, because I don't think we would have tried aprons if someone else hadn't suggested it. And I mean, look where it's got us now. Can I ask a question? How long does it take you to make an apron? Mom mostly stitches those and she can whip one out in about in 10 minutes. Oh, that's quick. That's like mom's mom's prime time. She can just whip it out. Yeah. And so what is your prime time? Like what is your go-to product? The banners. There's nothing easier than stitching a triangle. (laughs) How long does it take to make a banner? Maybe 10, 15 minutes. Oh, good. You're, yeah, so your profit margins are good. That's good. That, I mean, that's a huge thing for, I think, anybody to understand and like to have that mindset when you go into it and make sure that you're pricing. I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm fascinated by it. Make sure that you're pricing what you are selling. That's awesome. Cool. So where can somebody, if they want to find more information, how can they find your store? Where can they find more information on, on Sarah Sews? Uh, shop sarahsoes.com. You'll go straight to our uh, Amazon. And uh, for the book, you can go to most targets. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's shop S-A-R-A-S-E-W-S.com, yeah. correct? Is there any last things that you want to mention to anybody or say to your adoring fans out there? Uh, so I'll talk about our economics project, which is another thing that teachers did. So we had an economics project in third grade where we made stuff and we get to, we got to sell it and we made blue devil bucks because we didn't make money. So uh, we got to learn about uh, what people wanted and we got to learn about uh, how to sell and how to, um, how to make the blue devil bucks, how much to make. Cause we have a lot of people in my grade. We had to make sure that we made enough for everybody if everybody wanted it. And then in fourth grade, we got to buy from the fifth graders and they got to make a market, so we got to learn about that in fifth grade, which was different because you had to buy it with money. So uh, we got to make like more better things since we're in like fifth grade, not third grade. We, I got to test out new products there. I made uh, rice bags, which everybody loves. I think we made a couple of sleep masks, which everybody liked, so we started adding those uh, this year. Cool. You mean like rice bags, like they can warm them up or in the microwave, like heat? Is that what you mean? Yeah, by you can microwave them or uh, freeze them and they won't like freeze burn you and they'll give a like a, mo- a moist warmness. Oh, is- I love that. Very cool. Well, so that sounds, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that because that sounds like some of your teachers have been, have had an understanding of, of what it would be like to, to give you a little bit of that, that entrepreneurship experience to, to lead you into what you've been doing that, since then. So that's, that's really good that you've had some of that support. That's, that's what we try to do for 
a living, but we try to um, encourage yeah. teachers and students to start, yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> encourage teachers and students to start um, giving more of those entrepreneurial experiences to, to in the classroom, because that's just a big, um, wonderful experience that can lead someone like you that, oh, that's really interesting. Let me see if I can do that on my own. So that, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad. Yeah, that's super exciting. What is your, just a side note, what is your favorite class in school? Like if you had to pick one, like subject. Lunch. lunch. <laughs> I excel at Mine lunch. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> she said, I excel at lunch. <laughs> Same. So yeah. do I, Sarah. So do I. That's awesome. Like how much are you actually making? We produced um, about 3,000 aprons last year probably four or 500 flag banners. Um, you know, we, yeah, it, it was a lot of stuff. Um, it, it doesn't seem like that much while we're making them one at a time, but um, over the course of, of the year, that, that was about what our total was. So um, I was a little bit surprised when I actually looked um, doing the year end inventory um, to see that, that we had, had really um, made that many. Now, in addition to, to um, Sarah and I sewing, we have a student from our local high school, um, a work-based learning student who is part of the, um, the fibers graduation pathway. So she's taken three years of, of um, sewing at school. And so she comes and sews with us every day after school as well. Um, and that has been such a blessing for us because she is very skilled with um, a particular sewing machine that we need to be running a lot. Yeah, with the serger. And um, so she plays a really important role in, in what we do. And we just appreciate the fact that, um, that our local school um, provides us with students who are qualified to do what we need them to do. Uh, the town that we live in, uh, Bremen, um, used to be known as the, uh, the, clothing, the, the clothing center of the South, um, manufacturing men's suits. And in fact, Sarah talked earlier about the building that we're in. Um, the building that we're in now is, is um, the old Warren Sewell Company, which used to be one of the Sewell companies in town. But there are, are numerous um, unused manufacturing buildings um, in our town. And so um, it means a lot to us that we're working in one of the old uh, sewing buildings, um, particularly because both of Sarah's grandparents were lifelong employees of the Sewell companies. And so uh, there, there happens to be a picture of um, the workers outside of, of Sewell Plant One in our hallway and that picture um, has her grandfather as a young man in the front row of hundreds of employees. My husband pointed that out after we'd moved in here. He said, hey, there's daddy, look. And wow, that was just um, just so really cool. a moment for me as a mom because I realized how important the, the connection um, with sewing in this community really is. And so we, we've started hashtagging things on Instagram with Sewing Center of the South, which is a little bit different, but we, we would really like to bring back um, sewing and handmade arts um, in this area, but also make, make that, uh, those skills um, accessible and learnable 
two young women, um, many of whose mothers sort of um, didn't enjoy sewing or thought it was old fashioned and, and didn't learn to do it. Um, we have a lot of grandmothers in town who uh, used to work in the plants, who are skilled seamstresses, who are quilters, who, who do all sorts of beautiful fiber arts. And that's the sort of thing that, that a lot of girls Sarah's age are very interested in now. Um, and so we, we feel very, very blessed to be in a community that values that, but also that we've found customers that value handmade products and are, are willing to, to support us through their purchases um, as we uh, work to bring sewing back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And Sarah, you're the youngest of four children? Yes. Are there are your older siblings, sister, you have sisters? I've got two brothers and one sister. Do they sew with you ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's good. You, you have your own little niche there. That was yeah. Well, yeah, no, thank you so much. This has been super inspiring and we can see why Brian picked you. And I'm glad that you responded to his email, even though it seemed a little bit sketchy at first. But yeah, his interview was really awesome. And we're excited that this interview with you will come right after that podcast, just because it was so inspiring to hear about his story of how he wanted to uplift young girls and then to have a young entrepreneur with us. Um, it's very, very cool. So we wish you the best of luck. I'm going to get on shopsarasos.com and check it out. Maybe I'll buy a sleep mask or <laughs> I'll probably buy all of it if we're being honest. So yeah, no, thank you for joining us. Toy, anything else? For having me. No, I'm just, I'm just happy to have you here. And, and if, you know, if you, if you know any other young entrepreneurs that you think we might want to interview, that would be great because you guys are so, the adults are cool but you know you guys are sorry you're way cooler so we really appreciate you Sarah and your mom and ho hope that you just continue to thrive and and go wherever this business takes you thank you